Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows VR training platforms like ForgeFX help students master their skills. There's a big learning curve with welding. Virtual reality simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. I'm supposed to see gorillas as of this recording in, in two, day, two days live, but I just got an email that says I have to work that day. So here's, here's hoping I can get out just in time to, will, will to, you buy to get merch? to that live show. Will you buy some merch when you're there? Of course there? I'm going to buy some merch. I'm going to be that fan that like wears merch to the show. Like, I'm going to be <laughs> that <course>. guy. <laughs> I know. I know. You should never no, be that guy. I'm the same way. Oh, I, get, yeah. I go all in when I'm in. laugh long and prosper i'm not giving up that joke because yes we have (laughs) we have comedy and star trek it is rare but it is here and we are so glad about it i am one of your hosts today for this wonderful podcast david magadoff with me is my most wonderful co-host claire kramer good morning claire Good morning, David. And I will always laugh at your laugh long and prosper. I <laughs> I think it's great, as is Star Trek Lower Decks. What a fun episode. And my favorite part of episode eight was that it started, <laughs> well, it starts with the battle of the triplets, you know, coming after the ship. But it really starts with one of the most the lines from one of the most famous memes in Star Trek, which comes from Next Generation, which is fire at will. And there's a very famous meme that is, you know, you're firing at Riker. So, you know, I immediately (laughs) was like, they've done it again. They've put the inside jokes inside the jokes of the jokes. So I don't know, David, what, what did you like about this episode? Oh, Mike McMahon, thank you so much. You know what? You can feel the extra Coke Zero in that joke, don't you? Extra. (laughs) (laughs) More bubbles, please. I love Sulu is in the episode, which is fun. Uh, I thought that was nice. Uh, It's, you know, I think that's, I think that is exactly what you're saying. The joy of this show is... It is unabashedly for the fans in the best possible way, in the way that I loved Arrested Development and that... I still remember watching Arrested Development for the very first time being like, oh, this was the first show I've ever seen where you can't just pick it up after it left off. Like it's you had to watch the previous three episodes to understand what's going on here. And thusly got canceled after (laughs) two and a half seasons. But (laughs) I think maybe it went too far down the rabbit hole. Maybe. But this one has a good. Thankfully, this one has decades to work with of inside jokes. And I just do love that. You always want to see people that you know and jokes that you see, like you just said, appear. And so, yeah, Sulu well, coming around was great. And they were going to Tattashore 9. Of course, we had Fred Tattashore on, yeah. this, on the podcast <laughs> earlier talking about his love of, you know, the ocean and body surfing and water in general. So, yeah, it was packed full, packed 
Yeah, I like. I do like the inside joke. Is literally, yeah, the inside joke of Tatted Short Nine was literally the last name of one of your voice actors on the right. show. <laughs> That's good though. It I does like, seem I mean, a bit like Mike is just like you know, like you know, Cerritos, and we've talked often about the you know the SoCal shoutouts, you know, for the ships and and the locations and whatnot. It kind of just seems like he's he's at a place where he's just like, yeah, whatever, just name it, you know, name it David Magnoff, name it, name the ship, you know, Kramer, Maga Kramer. You know? oh, love it. Wouldn't it be great if we see in, in season four, we see the uh, USS Kramer and the USS Magadoff. Oh my God. The USS Kramer is very underrated and underutilized. <laughs> <laughs> no projecting like to here. say like history shall not forget the name. USS Kramer. <laughs> and speaking of not underutilized, let's talk about maybe our incredibly wonderful, charming, and famous guest on today. Uh, you know him as uh, Ensign Boimler, who also was Captain Dagger in this specific episode and the sort mm-hmm. of fan fiction that happened. But we have on today Jack Quaid. You know Jack, uh, not only as uh, the most wonderful child of uh, Dennis Quaid and Meg Ryan, but also from The Boys on Amazon. You know him from the latest Scream movie, which I loved, and I'll talk about that in a second. Uh, Batman The Long Halloween, uh, the upcoming movie Oppenheimer, and of course, the Hunger Games. Guys, Jack Quaid yes. loves uh, so many things, but he spoke to us about his love of the band Gorillas, which I also love too. So this was a very lovely day. But have you seen have you seen uh, the new Scream movie, Claire, by chance? It is not that I'm not interested, nor that I don't want to support Jack. I just have not seen it. <laughs> it is a treat. It is something that should not be good, and it was. It was a lovely. It was a That's lovely nice. time. He specifically was excellent in it. It was the sort of mm. thing he got the genre. He got what he needed to do. I don't want to say anything more, say anything less. But we've all. I seen- think the hip term, David, is he understood the assignment. Mm. <laughs> that's that's, that's good, what the kids Claire. are saying out there nowadays. Yes, I love the Scream franchise. So despite you know, we won't go down the role of like you know Nev Campbell not returning and whatnot. Yeah. But uh, I do like the franchise, so I will definitely be checking. And Jack, it was just the loveliest person in the entire world. Like we had all these technical difficulties at the top of the episode, and he's like, "Eh, no big deal." Like it, literally everything that could have gone wrong when you're remotely recording a podcast went wrong, and he just like went with the flow and was so gracious and cool. So this is this is a great episode, not only because Jack's great, not only because Gorillas are is a great band, but because you know it's the perfect storm of you know. Greatness. I'm just going to keep using that word. <laughs> and speaking of the perfect story of greatness, one might even say this is going to now start to if my if my if hopes and dreams can come true. Not only has this been a campaign for Star Trek Lower Decks, is this starting to now shift into a campaign for all the Scream movies since Jerry O'Connell was on earlier, star of Scream Two? Am I putting this out there in the universe? Are we going to start to get Nev Campbell and Courtney Cox? Is this going to transition into that? I don't know. I don't know, Claire, but I'm just saying it out loud. Wouldn't that be I cool? I am open to that. <laughs> all right, enjoy this episode of Gorilla's Greatness. Did you think Clint Eastwood was a person or did you just think Clint Eastwood was a song when you first knew about it? Oh, that's such a good question. I knew of both of them, but I think my first exposure to, yes, I knew that Clint Eastwood was a man. 
but I thought maybe he had more <laughs> of a, a a presence in the song. Uh, and then I came to realize like, oh, it's just because it kind of sounds more or less like a Western movie kind of ballad, kind of like a Good, Bad, the Ugly kind of score, a Sergio Leone kind of score. But no, they actually have a few, they have a few like Clint Eastwood references in their songs, right? Because there's another song called Dirty Harry. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but I think my first exposure to Gorillaz was when I was, I don't even know how old, maybe like eight. I remember listening to the song, um... Oh my God, of course, now I'm blanking on the name of it, but the, I ain't happy, I'm feeling glad I got sunshine in a bag. Like their kind of first big major hit. I remember listening to it and it was playing within a blockbuster video. So that's like, ah. that that dates it. But yeah, no, that was kind of my first exposure to them. And I'm pretty sure, no, that is Clint Eastwood. What am I talking about? That literally is Clint Eastwood. Yes, it is. But yeah, that was... Uh, I remember being like pretty young and and starting to get to know the band and then ultimately realizing it was really just like one guy, uh, you know, and I didn't. Just one gorilla. Yeah, it's not a gorilla, you know. No Z. It's, it's gorillas. Um, but I just thought it's so cool because it's essentially the perfect mixture of a musician and a visual artist. You know, they, they have the songs, but then they also have these characters who are in all the music videos. Uh, like, yeah. They have names. They actually have like a storyline. It's cool. So, so for people like me who <laughs> are not as familiar with the band, give us a broad definition. You know, a high touch definition. And you just started getting into it, so I'm sorry I interrupted because you said like perfect music and visuals. No, you're you're all good. You're all good. Please. <laughs> but what makes Gorillas so special and amazing? And what exactly is it if you had to define it? Oh man, I just think that they're able to create such an interesting mood. Like they're they're able to Okay, all right, I'll I'll do more of a broad overview. Gorillas is a I guess I can say it's a band. <laughs> Gorillas, I know it's a t- I'm with you. It's, it's a t- t- it's a tough it's, thing it's to not, define. Is it a band or what is it? Isn't it great? Yeah, I kind of love it. Um I it, okay, we can basically cuz you were saying before we recorded that you're a big uh Britpop guy, you're a big Damon Albarn fan. Yes. And, and to the, I don't really, I'm not so much familiar with his early days. I'm not so much familiar with Blur. I know song two, basically. And I know that Blur was kind of in response to uh, pop groups being a little too mainstream and a little too corporate uh, for their liking at the time. So uh, Damon Albarn basically created Gorillas with this artist who I'm also blanking on the name of. Uh, I think it's Jamie. Do you know? Do you know David? No, no, I'm not that smart. He created uh, this guy, Jamie. Oh man, I could be. I'm literally googling it right now. Um, gorillas. That's what that's what Google's there for. Damon and <laughs> because I don't want to. I, wanna I get use this Google right. to Google all my things. Yeah, yeah. You got to use you got to use Google when you're on Google. You know what I mean? Jamie Hewlett. Jamie Hewlett. Jamie Hewlett. We said it at the same time. Um, yes. He is a we're magical. Yes, uh, he basically is a visual artist. He created this character, very popular character named Tank Girl back in the day. That was him. And the two of them together basically created this group, this fictional group called Gorillas. And they were kind of, I think in the beginning, supposed to be like a parody of Britpop in a way, uh, where you could follow these characters and their lives throughout their these albums. And each song kind of had a place in an overarching story that featured these four characters. It's 2D, Noodle, Russell, and Murdoch. And 
they they go on these adventures. All of their songs kind of have a place within the overarching storyline, but they're also just really good songs. So the music videos are 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 reflections of them as characters as much as they are like really great music videos. So I just think that that's so cool. Like I didn't know that this was all part of a story at first. Like I didn't find that out until very recently. Like it kind of combines everything I love about like animated TV or animated movies and music. It's just a really great, cool combination. You know, you said your first exposure was like when you were eight or nine, right? So was this literally the first time that this sort of art form combination of like sensory things in, in one art form that you were, you know, is that the first time you were exposed to something like this? It must have been because it kind of, it, it didn't even really dawn on me how um, how much of an undertaking this entire thing is until later. Like, and the fact that I haven't really seen a lot of stuff that's similar to it. I don't think anything like this existed until he did it. I mean, or at least yeah. nothing, to, nothing at this popularity. It might have existed in a very underground kind of way, but... Damon made it into this. I mean, it, these were Billboard chart hits. You know, yeah. that's the difference. It's pretty crazy. And his face is almost never out there, front and center. You know, maybe when they play live. But what was really cool was like back in the early days, they would do these. Um, I've just looked it up on YouTube. They do these shows where they basically have like almost crude holograms of the gorillas playing their instruments, like where people are actually coming to see this fictional band. Like they would. There's these videos of peop- of them, uh, I think there's a, it's a documentary called Bananas about kind of the earlier days of gorillas. And they're literally, there's a live band playing behind a screen uh, and the oh audience God, is watching so many, something else. So many double innuendos <laughs> between the bananas. I know. Title of the documentary and I know. the gorillas. And I love it. It's amazing. Um, yeah. It's, I'm shocked that I have never heard of this group or this like, it's oh. almost like, like, they're doing like pop-up art installations when they're having performances, right? Yeah, and it's it's funny because you could kind of appreciate it just on like the songs alone, you know? Like you've probably, we've all probably heard at least one Gorilla song because like you said, uh, David, they're, they're chart toppers. This is when I realized I was a mega fan. I, I, they really hit for me in high school, particularly the album Plastic Beach, but, and, and I was like, oh, I'm really into this album. But when I found out I was a mega fan, it was actually recently, so... This is how deep the rabbit hole goes. Um, there was an album, a Gorillaz album that came out. I believe it's called The Now Now. It came out, I don't know, I want to say like maybe five years ago. And in the story of the Gorillaz, it's 2D, the lead singer of the Gorillaz, Damon Auburn's voice. It's 2D's solo album. But, you know, the rest of the Gorillaz characters are on it, uh, except for Murdoch, who's the bassist. He's like the green guy. Sorry, this is just very weird, but I appreciated the detail. If you look at the characters on the album art, Murdoch is not in it. It's this other guy. It's another green guy, but it's definitely not Murdoch. And the the person who it is is, do you guys remember the show The Powerpuff Girls? Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. So do you know the Gang Green Gang? Yes. Yes. Okay. The leader of the Gang Green Gang replaced Murdoch in the album as the basis because in the story, Murdoch is in prison. Like, what? That didn't need to be a thing, but it's a thing. And it's like this cartoon universe that is all of a sudden coming alive through music. And I didn't even really realize that until I looked into it. But yeah, the leader of the gang, Green Gang, replaced Murdoch in the boys. Sorry, not in the boys. In the gorillas. um, uh, Sorry. (laughs) That was so such a stupid Freudian slip. In the gorillas for that album. 
I don't know. It's 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 men when they're young. <laughs> Just some little um, show. But oh. yeah, yeah. It's uh that that that's how deep the rabbit hole goes, and it's so weird. <laughs> it's so weird and cool to me. As a professional welder, Shayna Ford uses Forge FX to practice over and over, which helps her improve her skills. The more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Hey you, it's Jason Bateman. Have you listened to Smartless? Smartless is the podcast that I host with my friends who are more like brothers. The super talented and funny Will Arnett and Sean Hayes is JJ well, JJ JJ. Why are you yeah. Why are you whispering? Well, it, there's there's a pst in the in the in the copy. But people are listening, so it's like they are listening. Like, okay. Yeah. Yeah. In each episode of Smartless, one of us reveals our mystery guest to the other two. What ensues is a genuinely improvised and authentic conversation. Our mystery guests span. Our mystery. We'll cut this out. Our mystery guests. All right, here we, we go. We got a lot of big famous people from different walks of life, and if you're yeah, a Matthew wondering fan, then you're I'm gonna stone. Yeah. Just you come and listen Tyson. to it. Yeah. We're on Wondery right now, and you can listen uh, to us. And no matter what you're doing, you're at the gym or you're in the car, just listen yeah. to the podcast. Sean, tell them where they can find it. Follow Smartless on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen to Smartless ad-free by joining Wondery Plus in the Wondery app or on Apple Podcasts. Bye. Bye. So do they... Okay, I'm still asking from, like, a novice point of view. I, I find that this era of music, like, you know late 90s, 2000s on, before songs were released single as singles, you know, really, is when the, like, the classic structure of an album was really prominent. Mm -hmm. So did they structure their albums as a story? Were they going that far, or was it still a little bit piecemealed? And and I'm um, just tell me more about their writing process and the process of their releases. Yeah, I mean, you know, I don't actually really know. I don't. I don't think I was like a person who really understood that concept when I was younger. When their first kind of hit albums were coming out, so for all I know, yeah. they were definitely trying to tell a story. I think they were. There's one album I know that Damon Albarn wrote as he was like touring around. Uh, America and having like a particularly hard time in his life or something that, you know, they, they were, I think they're all conceptual in one way or another, but the album, like I said before, that really hit me when I was in high school was plastic beach because it created this, there was a story to it to this day. I don't know what it is, but I know there is one. Like if you really look into it, there is a story about them going <laughs> to this Island that you can kind of piece together through the artwork, through the music videos. And it, it was like a, a real sense of a mood. And a particular, I don't know, it put you in a time and place. It, it, it really did transport you. And there's great songs on it. And there's songs that I, you know, like more than others, but it still puts you in the, in the mood of the album. Uh, and I think the artwork really helps to absorb you further. But, you know, there's a song called Stylo from that album that had a music video that was essentially this car chase with Bruce Willis being in it at the end. There's uh, Super Fast Jellyfish, which was like my favorite song for so long. It also exposed me, it was probably my first like foray into hip hop because they just consistently throughout the gorillas, they just get amazing hip hop artists to come in and you know throw down a verse or two for a song. I like how eclectic it is. I love how it's a mixture of different styles as well. It's just so, so cool. But I think lately they, they started doing way more storytelling in, in their albums. 
there was something called Song Machine that just came out that I really liked. It was just them releasing kind of banger after banger during the pandemic. The pandemic hit like midway through and they kind of made it a part of the story and feel and mood. Not to overuse the word mood, but I think mood really does kind of capture what they do very, 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 very well. Well, it sounds like, I mean, Beck, I know, was on the new the new Song Machine yeah. album. That was a great song. If I'm correct in this, Jack, and I really want to dive deeper into the whole mood stuff. I want to dive deep into why why the heck you like it. Plastic Beach, that was the one with Melancholy Hill, right? Yeah, yeah, Melancholy Hill's amazing. I, I love, think it's there, like, I if, love I go that on, song. like if I go on Spotify right now, I think Melancholy Hill is like... Okay. Well, Feel Good Inc. is their number one song. Uh, well, that, well, that's the que- song. this is the question I have for you, Jack. It's funny that no, that album is the one that made you realize you're a super fan because yeah. the super popular album that just made them, you know, universally loved by the world was, the, you know, the Feel Good Inc. album. So it's funny that mm. are you someone who did, was it almost too popular for you? And you were like, yeah, whatever. And then because no one's talking, you're like probably the only person who's like, Plastic Beach is what made. Yeah, this is a great album, but like it's saying, it's almost like saying, like you know, two albums ago that Paul McCartney did was the reason why you love Paul McCartney, and it's like you know he did the Beatles, right, right, right. <laughs> yeah, I think for me, it's just that that album came out just at a particular time in my life where I was like really discovering music, and for some reason or another, I think you know I have this friend. He's still one of my best friends. His name is Zach. He is a musician. And we were both, <laughs> Jack and Zach, no one knew, it, we, we got mixed up all the time, but we were both collectively, the two of us, obsessed with the album just because we, I don't know, I think it was like the first album I ever like actually analyzed with a friend of mine and, uh, you know, went song by song. I learned all the lyrics to Super Fast Jellyfish. It just hit me at the exact, I don't know, just being in high school around that time, uh, I'm, I'm linking it to like taking my SATs and like, you know, trying to get into a, a college. Uh, it, yeah, it, maybe it hits me in a kind of nostalgic way at this point, you know? It's so true with music though. It's like that different albums hit you at different moments in your life, you know? Mm-hmm. And the high school, as, as horrible as high school can be, and God, I, you know, my daughter's starting it next year and I'm nervous for her and scared, but it's also like a really pure time because you don't have those adult responsibilities yet. Mm-hmm. You know, whatever other responsibilities, 90% of the time when you're in high school, you're not paying the bills. You're not having mm-hmm. to like forge for food and, you know, shelter. Yeah. So it, it's just such a great time to immerse yourself in art and music. I'm, yeah. I'm not surprised that this hit you so hard then. Yeah. And I think just like I said before, because it's so eclectic, it, it, it just exposed me to a lot of different kinds of music at the time. And then since then, I've, you know, I went from liking them to loving them. And then since then, I just like every now and then try to go deeper down the rabbit hole. And like I said, before we were recording, I'm supposed to see gorillas as of this recording in, in two day, two days live, but I just got an email that says I have to work that day. So here's, here's hoping I can get out just in time to, will, will to, you buy to get merch? to that live show. Will you buy some merch when you're of there? Of course I'm going to buy some merch. I'm going to be that fan that like wears merch to the show. Like I'm going to be <laughs> that <course>. guy. <laughs> I know, I know. You should never no, be that guy. I'm the same way. I oh, yeah. get, I go all in when I'm in. Wait, Jack, <laughs> who gets the tickets if you don't go? 
or do uh, you sell other them? cast members of uh, the boys? <laughs> we'll get the t- we'll get the tickets. <laughs> the ones who aren't working, I will I will give it to them. I got four, so the good news is three other people are going no matter what. But whether I'm included or not, uh, we'll see. And it, it would be my first time seeing them live, despite how big of a fan I am. I've never seen them live, so would love to. We need to call production for you. We need to, you guys need to, yeah. Look, Trevor, you know, let's get on know. that after this. Yeah, you got to go. I, 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 I gotta really go. want I'm to go. Try. So, okay, try so let's say, let's say you have one of those extra tickets and you, uh, I'm unable to go even though you've invited me. Yes, I've invited you. <laughs> but you still you, yes. want to introduce me to the band. Yes. Where would my entry point be? Like, where would you say, Ooh. start here? Go listen to this first. Watch this. Ooh. I mean, I guess, um, and David, if you want to help me out with this answer, it's a great question. Um, feel, you feel good ink. Feel good ink is your first. You I think it. feel good ink, right? Like you start, you start there because that's kind of a pretty good. I don't know, kind of a. It's a litmus test for like, are you gonna like their other stuff? Because it all kind of has this little little air of sadness that I think probably appealed to me when I was like in high school, and I've never been anyone who's broody. But if I was ever broody, it was there, you know, even like the broodiest mm-hmm. version of me. It, you know, it has a, a hip hop verse in it. It um, just has an incredible like backbeat and uh, the melody is incredible. Just I think that that's the place to start. And then you can get into the weeds if you want. But I think I think obviously I love Plastic Beach. Song Machine, I think, is a really fun newer thing that they've done that I think kind of even brought me back to being like a very to being very like aware of them yeah no i'd say start with feel good ink though that's a that's a that's a good good call so i my my next question is i still want to dive deeper because i love high school for me is a major theme in all of these conversations i feel like Mm -hmm. we really form ourselves and our interests around that pubescent time that 12 13 14 time so you saying this is so awesome and confirming because that's also when i got into brit pop myself yeah like you said you weren't super moody but you keep talking about mood did it basic is it is music in general for you let not only just gorillas like a, a way for you to express your emotions or, or feel your feelings huge part of my life absolutely it's a it's a way for me to kind of express my emotions i'd say process them listening to music has I mean, especially around high school, I was still kind of figuring out who I was as like a music listener. I talked to my, I have littler siblings who are a lot younger than me. And I talked to them like, okay, who's your favorite band? And, you know, a lot of them are in high school or close to it and don't really know the answer to that question yet. And I realized I didn't really know it until later either. You know, some some kids grow up and they like immediately know who their favorite bands are. And that's great. But I, I was never... Wanted to really figure that out. I, I'd been exposed to, you know, basically what my parents listened to in the cars when they would drive me around. But um, that was about it. And Gorillaz, I think, was maybe the first time, one of the first times I, like, found something on my own or through a friend or through someone my age. And I think, uh, this is a very long rambling answer to say that, yeah, it did help me, like, process stuff. Music in general helps me. It, it helps me as an actor. Like, I listen to... I make a playlist for every character that I play. One of my favorite things to do is just to drive around or walk around listening to just whatever I feel like. I think it really does help me navigate through the world. Like it is a, it's a necessity for me in a lot of ways. I love that. Yeah. So yeah, Gorillaz kickstarted a lot of that. (laughs) Sorry. 
Yeah, no, I think it's I think it's also really important. You mentioned your younger, younger siblings, and I'm trying to do this. I mean, I'm sure my kids, there's bigger age difference between me and my kids and you and your younger siblings, but you know, the way we process like content and music and entertainment nowadays is so different. Absolutely. With all yeah. the digital media, all the handheld devices, the iPads, the phones. It's not surprising to hear like they, you know, that generation doesn't really know their favorite band. They know a song. Yeah. They know, you know, possibly an artist. So the the art of the album like we were talking about earlier and the art of like creating music which is for me the takeaway of what this band has you know as someone who has not been exposed to them before is so important for that that younger generation so i think you're doing good work out there jack with those Ho- siblings <laughs> hopefully i'm trying to uh i don't know i'm just i just wanted to ask them the question but you know i think really every now and then i'll like throw a i'll be like hey you might like this song but i know that that's because it's a journey i took on my own i know they have Mm -hmm. to find it on their own and that's i think that's what i loved about gorillas like i said before is that i did find it on my own or or uh maybe it was zach who was like yeah let's 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 listen to this or you should listen to this but yeah i you know it for me it was it was digital it wasn't like a cd necessarily it was like a i had like a you know, it's like an iTunes account or something. But now I've like bought most of their albums on vinyl or on, uh, uh, is that how people say it? On vinyl? I feel like people. On vinyl, yeah, baby. Yeah. I, know, but I, feel, I feel like I went to a record store and they were like, don't say vinyl. Oh, <laughs> or no, I don't vinyl, know. I don't know I think what vinyl's it is. the classic. What That's else are you it. supposed I, to say? A record? Yeah. I bought so, the like, records. Boring. Come on. Vinyl. <laughs> Come on, vinyl. Um, but yeah, it's a. Uh, it was fun. My yeah. question now is very important. Love interests. When you mm. are wooing uh, someone, is gorillas <laughs> a part of this? Is it important to you that they like it? Or are you, uh, oh. do you not even speak to them if they uh, do not respond? No, I'm not. I don't think I'd be. I feel like at one point in my life, I was like, oh, man, if they don't like this, then no way. But then it's like, no, you can have different interests from someone. Uh, I don't hold it against. I don't hold anything against anybody when it comes to, like, taste, unless it's, like, something just so bad that I can't get into at all. Or, like, uh, like I'm really into Alex Jones. I'll be like, I'll probably not talk to you. Um, but uh, Well, I have something no, to tell I, you. No, it's, it's never been. Yeah. Welcome to the Alex Jones podcast. We've <laughs> we've tricked you. Um, he's not here. He is having internet issues. Um, this is but, all uh, a joke. This is Please. all a big joke. <laughs> no, I mean uh, it's a plus. If they're not as into it as me, I'm not going to hold that against them. Uh, and if they're not into them at all or have no idea what I'm talking about, I'm I'm not going to hold that against them. Uh, but yeah, be a, it's a plus if they're like, yeah, I'm into it. Sure. I'd love to go to a gorillas concert with you. That's nice. That's nice to hear. That's that's a plus. Yeah. 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 I see Absolutely. that as being a, a positive. <laughs> Can you picture yourself in a song or album with them? Ooh. And what would that look like to you, Jack? Like me, like me in the song? Yeah, like you, like get creative. Like, like my voice. Like, let's oh, practice man. your pitch to them. Would you would you have a character? <laughs> would you have a name? What do you what, would you have a look? Would you be, even be a, a person? Would you be an a, an animal or a oh. being or or a computer? I think so there's a song that they did for that album The Now Now. I forget exactly what the song is. I think it's uh I'm finding it right now. It's called oh, Okay, the song's called Humility. It's really good. The music video for that is just Jack Black 
on the Venice boardwalk, uh, occasionally interacting with animated characters, the animated gorillas characters. He's not on the song. He's not a singer <laughs> of the song. He's just in it sometimes. And I think that that's, you know, I'm nowhere near as uh, as as a big of a draw as a Jack Black. So I don't even know if they'd have me. But if I literally was just like myself in a music video and a appeared in one, of course I'd do it. I'd do that in a heartbeat. That'd be a dream come true. So I'm putting that out into the universe. Yeah. Come on. Also, I will say this. Ben Mendelsohn, the actor, is like a voice in a lot of their songs, just kind of in between little things. If you just want, if you just want my voice, voice to say a thing, say a weird <laughs> cryptic line in between that echoes in between two songs, I'll do it. Done deal. I love it. I, I think you should put that out there. I it could happen. I, put it out. There. I have moments where I think I'd love to meet Noel and Liam Gallagher, and then I have moments where I get scared because I feel like I they will let me down or make fun of me, or which is very possible. Uh, do you want to meet Damon one day or do you want to keep that yeah. relationship separate? No, I'd love to meet him. What am I? Yeah, of course. I don't know. In, in my experience so far, you know, the phrase never meet your heroes. I think that is kind of true, but I've met a few of my heroes at this point and they've all been really great. I'd like to keep that streak going. I'm sure Damon's a mm -hmm. lovely guy. Uh, Damon and Jamie, I'd love to meet them. Yeah, no questions asked. If not for like, even if the interaction sucked, I would still be like, well, I got to do that, you know? Yeah. Yeah, I don't think it would, it, it still wouldn't ruin like the experiences I had with their music or the, you know, any of that. I think it'd be perfect. Let's put that, there's a lot of putting stuff out into the universe on this episode. But yeah, this I, is I a big, uh, the secret heavy episode of your yeah. show. Um, so thanks for <laughs> indulging me. I appreciate it. Oh, yes. It's awesome. Well, you know, David likes to end with the love letter, but there's mm -hmm. also something else he likes to ask right before that. So, David, do you want to delve into your psychology? Yeah, 101? we did. A, we did a little bit of it. If mm -hmm. I, you know, put on my therapist hat, which, man, I wish my therapist. It's a decent hat, Jack. Not mm -hmm. good, not bad. It's riding right around a fifty percent. I wish. Cool. I wish the my therapist, therapist wore a hat. By the way, I should ask him. To Honestly, do that. I wish every therapist wore a big top hat. <laughs> and a That's monocle. That's how you could identify I, them. <laughs> I, I want them to look fancy. <laughs> the degree is not enough. So I, <laughs> I, I'm curious, if you had to do some light pop psychology on yourself, what about the gorillas do you think is, is I mean, you could have like, I know you listened to it at eight and it's influential and stuff. And it's definitely, you know, it, it connects a certain mood. You know, we're not asking for like family secrets or anything, but if you had to just like, explain what that mood is you know because they do they they kind of run the gamut don't they it's not i wouldn't say they're just all sad or just happy there's a lot of interesting things yeah. an interesting guy what is it about his music that is really just responding to you man oh man it's funny it, it's it's something i don't even know if i could like quite communicate but i think the closest way to do that would be Plastic Beach represented a time in my life where I was like living, you know, with my parents in L.A. Uh, I, I, I had great friends. I still have these friends like they're friends that, you know, for me, getting a little deep into me, you know, it's like uh, the, I'm a ch child of divorce. So you kind of like in a lot of ways, you have great family on both sides of that. But there is that kind of separation. What do you 
what do you kind of fill that with? You have great friends. You have great friends that kind of become your family. They become kind of a, a, a found family. And I think Plastic Beach at that time was kind of the soundtrack to that found family and how important that was to me. So that's probably to do a bit of top hat psychology. That's, that's I think, probably the core of it. And that's where the love started. And then I just, it's good fucking music at the end of the day, you know. Uh, that's, that's, I think, the core of why the music, res- I respond to the music so much. I love that. And honestly, I, I, yeah. re- I, love I relate to that, too, because Oasis was my gorillas. And my, yeah. I'm a child of divorce. And I think the fact that they're brothers and they, they stayed yeah. together for as long as they did, I think they were a, a family element to me as well. So I, I relate, man. I do. Yeah, for uh, sure. All right. Uh, this has been an absolute delight of a podcast. You are a delight of a man. Can you please? Re- Thanks for having me on, guys. Sorry <laughs> if I rambled about uh, 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 an animated band for too long. No, <laughs> no, it's not. It's never long enough. We want, but you know what, Jack? We'll have you on again, and we can ramble a second time. Oh about yeah, the same I, have a, I have. <laughs> there was another thing I could have rambled about today, and it's. Uh, uh, we'll get to there. We'll get it's there. It's definitely not bar rescue. Okay, uh, it's definitely not bar rescue. Can you please regale us with a love letter to the band that you might see in a couple of days? Of course. Thank you. Thank you, David. Dear Gorillas, Jack Quaid here, longtime listener, first time writer. Thank you for getting me through junior year of high school. Thank you for raising my SAT scores, even though I probably can't prove that. Thank you for always being there for me in any, uh, during any time of joy or sorrow. Uh, and thank you for making kick-ass music. I hope to see you in two days. <laughs> Sincerely, Jack Quaid. Woohoo! All right. If you don't know when Crystal Pepsi was discontinued, what was in Al Capone's vault, or which famous meteorologist is Lenny Kravitz's second cousin, then you haven't spent enough time on Wikipedia. But that's okay. I am here for you. I'm Darcy Carden, and I'm inviting you to listen to my new podcast, WikiHole, from Smartless Media. Discover the craziest rabbit holes on Wikipedia with me and my funny friends as we bring the cyber frontier directly to your tympanic membrane. And if you listen to my podcast, you've learned that that's the sciencey term for eardrum. We embark on a hyperlink roller coaster as we start out on a Wikipedia page and go from link to link to link to link, careening through trivia, oddities, and unexpected connections until we collectively shout, How the hell did we get here? Follow WikiHole on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen to WikiHole ad-free by joining Wondery Plus in the Wondery app or on Apple Podcasts. Alex Ryder is back. Hello, Alex. We have a lot of work to do. To face his greatest challenge yet. We have an active threat. They can wipe out an entire city. People are going to die. Now he's running out of time. We have three days to find and destroy. He doesn't know who he can trust. You're not your enemies. You never have been. Everything I've been told has been lies. And our future is in his hands. The truth can be complicated. On April 5th... This weapon is capable of inflicting 100,000 deaths in a heartbeat. The danger is everywhere. Scorpio are no longer hiding in the shadows. The battle threatens everyone. It's personal. It's revenge. It's kill or be killed. That's when you find out what you're really capable of. 
and his choice could change everything. I'm sick of being manipulated to do what everyone else wants. Tell him the truth, all of it. The world isn't black and white. All we really have are the people we trust. Alex Ryder, season three, streaming free April 5th. Stream seasons one and two free now. What a charming young man. He's just a cool dude. I really yeah. enjoyed that episode, especially from the perspective of I didn't know anything about the band. I don't know how I've gotten to where I am in life without <laughs> knowing, uh, but I have. I'm an anomaly. I've been living on Mars. And now hearing his passion and like sort of the the artistic aspects of gorillas, I really want to delve in and, and get to know the, their work, you know? Wait, Claire, you're inspired to get into into whatever the guest was talking I about. Know, this is a first, Claire. <laughs> you know, it's a genuine inspiration, though, David. It's not that I'm. I, it's not that I'm putting it on. You know, I did not. I will say this: we talked about Mike McMahon earlier with Coke Zero. I didn't go out and buy a case of Coke Zero. I didn't. You know, but many times I do get into the thing, and this is one of those times so well the, well the, what's nice claire it is comes you, honestly to me David. I, oh i know claire what's <laughs> nice is you have in me a friend and a partner who will actually now send you like five gorilla songs and that's such an easy yeah. thing like unlike you know vintage jazz uh, when leonard malton was on that's i don't have that as a background and you're gonna have to start plucking things away and googling but you have me to just throw it into your text message a few songs so you're welcome that this is already Thank this you. is an easier on-ramp of a of Yes, a it hobby. is. Yeah. I'm also just fascinated, and I've brought this up whenever we talk about music on this podcast. I'm also fascinated with the distribution of music and as an as a musical artist and how that has changed over the last three decades. And I feel like we're at a very interesting turning point where the focus is shifting back a little bit from those singles to that storytelling, which I which is very much what you know, I enjoy in an album or, uh, you know, do you even say album anymore? A record, yeah. a drop, a release. So, you know, that fascinates me as well. When we talked a little bit with Jack about, you know, was there a message in these albums? Like, I think for me, when I'm listening to them for the first time, I'll be able to then report back to you guys and say, here's what I heard as a newbie. And then we can discuss it from that point of view. What I loved about his love of gorillas was the exact same thing that related to me when I was getting into music during my pubescent years when my parents got divorced just like him. And so I think it was very sweet and sobering and connecting to know that, you know, I'm not alone. He's not alone. So many people, you know, in harder times when there's these, you know, traumatic moments, you know, we latch on to these to these stories and gorillas had that vibe of like hey we're this group of family now i get it you know it's it's a bunch of cartoon characters and made up people but you know how many times have i read you know uh, harry potter or, you know wizard of oz and just you know we, we relate to these stories and thank god mm -hmm. for them so it's uh it gets us through these hard times and i appreciate jack's honesty in that it was very honest and sweet and uh makes it all deeper and more worthwhile this stuff that we keep bringing people on having them talk about huh mm -hmm, definitely i mean there is that history that lineage of the lineage of likes david shall we yeah. call it you know yeah that yeah. the they're derivative from 
90% of the time, your youth, at, at least some facet of it. You yes, know? I think so. I think uh, we're never completely separated from our past. And I think the more we embrace it, it's a, it's a better, more fuller life. And mm-hmm. speaking of past, don't let this be the first podcast you listen to of ours. If you really want to appreciate and enjoy Fanatics, the podcast, we, we have <laughs> many, many things in our past that can connect you to this, the future, the present. Uh, do you like indoor malls? Good. Tony Hale loves them. Listen to that. Do you like cookbooks? Tiffany Thiessen. This was back in the day. All those year ago year and a half ago my gosh oh my goodness wow it's not possible david because i'm the same age that's right it's really weird every birthday i just keep turning like 33 again it's so bizarre and i'm younger i don't know how it happened um guys thanks thanks for (laughs) listening to this darn thing liking subscribing sharing all the things we so appreciate anything verb that you do uh, at the very least listen because i know that's happening now because you're listening to us we say thank you and we look forward to you coming on back next thursday for yet another wonderful episode yes two more star trek lower decks episodes so do not do not drop out be a completionist like us and like me bye-bye Before we let you guys go, let me tell you just a little bit about next week's episode. We are still going strong with Star Trek Lower Decks, as you can see on Paramount Plus every single week, season three. And we have on the one, the only Mariner herself. Yes, Miss Tawny Newsome. You know her from so many things like Star Trek Lower Decks, Space Force, Bajillion Dollar Properties, How It Ends, and of course the podcast, Star Trek The Pod Directive. And yo, is this racist? And we get to talk with her about her love of hosting guests at her home. Yes, she loves to bring people to her big compound of delightfulness in the desert, and you guys get to hear all about it. And listen up next Thursday. Thank you much. Good night. Thank you for listening to Fanatics, a Roddenberry podcast. For more episodes and info, head over to wearefanatics.com or tweet your Fanatics thoughts and stories at wearefanatics. Yes, that's we are F-A-N-A-D-D-I-C-T-S. Our show is hosted by Claire Kramer and me, David Magadoff. Produced by me, Claire Kramer, and Kelsey Goldberg. Executive producers Trevor Roth and Rod Roddenberry. Our sound engineer and editor is Elizabeth Joy Windham. And you can thank Stephen Mudd for our theme song. Catch us next Thursday for another Fanatics episode. Jack Quaid is happy. He's feeling glad. He's got sunshine in a bag. He's not useless. No, not for long. His future is coming on, 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 is